Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, people, welcome to Chuffer Tunnel. New week, three points, we move. Glad, I'm actually glad, man. When you see the rivals, when you see the rivals winning, the Chelsea's, the Arsenal's, the Man City's, the Spurs's, I'm like, please don't play on a, you know, not even actually, I was about to say like a Saturday night, a Sunday night at 7 p.m. and flop. Like, I can't allow that to happen. Please don't happen, man. And obviously, Man United got the three points. So, guys, make sure you smash the like, smash the subscribe. We're going to do a 45-minute show. There's quite a lot to get through as well. So, make sure you get your comments in. We're going to talk about Ronaldo, Casemiro. And then, of course, we're going to be talking about the generic league so far and just like what we think of the top four race, the title race, because that's what it's got to be done, man. So, guys, like I say, always like the video on your way in. Please subscribe. Big up Bainesy every single time. What are you saying, Bains, man? Monday, Monday over. God, listen, man, I'm buzzing, man. I said it on my stream yesterday or video mm. yesterday. That's the game I've enjoyed most this season. Yeah. You know when you grind out a victory and you know last 10 minutes, let's be honest, everyone is expecting an equaliser. Mm-hmm. And you know when your back's against the wall, like I said it, I said it I think, on my stream earlier, towards the last 10 minutes, I was literally standing up on my TV shouting. Bro, if Biz was here, I smothered. Biz was at my house yeah. yesterday watching the game. And you know when they got the first corner and they had that four in a mm. row? I said to Biz, I can't watch. I was going up and down my living room. Biz is like, just chill. I said, I can't chill. Yeah. This is Sunday. No lie. No lie. I know they can never hear us, innit? Mm. But I'm like Tenog. I feel like I'm Tenog. Like, you know when you're just there watching the TV, you're shouting. Every single time. We need to watch a game together. Like, every single time, like, we get ahead of it, I'm clapping. They can't hear yeah, me. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yes. It's like, you're, Come it's on, like man. you're in the dugout. Like, we're doing Ronaldo exactly. from Euro 2012. Hey, I love watching games standing up, man. I just feel like... Baines, 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 please, like, this year, you need to come to my ends and we need to do a thing at Daps's, yeah, and we just need to mm. watch a game together because I think me, I think you're like me. I'm animated, like, I shout, yeah. I get angry. Like, yeah. I'm in the game. It's like I'm playing. Like, yeah, that's why I hate doing watching because I have to sit down kind of thing, innit? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I can stand up and just move and just, like, have my, just have space kind of thing, it's just so fun. Bro, oh my god, you know, there must be people in the comments here that must be the same. Like, 
when United scored, like you know, when even when when Ronaldo scored, I was jumping up and down. But when Rashford scored, I was like relief. I yeah. was like, yeah, yeah. And then when the VAR come, it was like the whole emotion just got mm. sucked out of me. And in my head, I was like, Baines, I was like, I was like, we're gonna concede. Yeah. I was like, we're gonna concede. And you know what it is, yeah. That I always have, I don't know why I stand so close to the TV when I watch games. Oh, swear. Like, yeah, yeah I, find, I just have to. Like you know when you just want to see everything in little detail, kind of. Thing? Yeah. I, I can't sit all the way back. I can see from there, but I'm standing oh, right at the front, blocking everyone's views because I need to see this, and I better get my three points, kind of thing. Oh my days, that's too funny, man! No, no, I, I love that. I love that. that. Oh, the Ryan yesterday when he came on that little header. Bro, that, that, that header, like I wish mm. I even had an image of it. Like, do you know what? I'll be honest with you. I'll get through the comments in a sec. When when he came on, I was thinking. Right, first thing I thought of, Twanzebi times. And mm. I was thinking, don't do this. Because every time we brought Antoine Zebi under Oli, we conceded. But then when I saw the, me and Safa were talking about this morning, when I saw the image that people put out of the header from Varane in that last second, I didn't realise that Anana and Pickford were there. Because I kind of, the whistle went after that. So mm. I was kind of like relieved, like, yes, Biz, we won. I didn't really look at the replay. That header is world class. Yeah. And the mad thing is, yeah, I think Tenon got it wrong. I said it on my stream yesterday. I think Varane should have come on earlier. I think Tenog's in-game management yesterday weren't what, very good. to a back five? Way earlier. Last 10, 15 minutes, Calvert-Lewin was on. So, uh, that Rondon guy was on. You know what sort of game was going to become. We were mm. under the cosh. Have arguably your best box defender in Varane. Him or yeah. Martinez, you can argue, innit? Mm. Have him in there. You have him on the bench. You can play or more. You can play 15 minutes. Yeah. Don't give me this nonsense that he's coming back from injury and you, you can only play last five. Yeah, if he's fit enough to play five, he's fit enough to play 20. No, but the thing is, I can understand you, you might not be fit enough to play 90. But yeah, I'm literally yeah, yeah. just talking 15 minutes. If you can't play yeah. 15 minutes, man, why are you on the bench? Don't you think, though? Don't you think, though, if we did that, we would have invited more pressure onto us straight away? Pressure was already on, though. Mm. Like, that game, all we had to do, the outlaws was always Rashford. That's how it is when you sit back and yeah, think yeah, yeah, yeah. Rashford, I thought, had a good game. He grew into the game very well. But we had to defend. We defended yeah. very well. But, but that's exactly, babe. What you just very said good. is key. Very well, though. Because sometimes we've defended and it looks like we're going to concede. One thing this year is, yes, okay, put the Man City game aside. Our defence has actually looked more no, together. You see where Rafa ran, you're always going to get that calming influence as well. Last mm. 10, 15 minutes, Goodison parks up for me. Especially yeah. after that goal got disallowed. I was like, yeah, Ooh. that's where the momentum is going to shift, isn't it? Now you could hear the crowd. You get the extra energy. You're like... Yes, this is going to be our game kind of thing. We're going to get that moment. Everton aren't beating in the last seven, by the way. Yeah. Because like someone said, uh, best stop Bain. Best defence in the last month. Yeah, like someone said, Bain's, uh, please stop Bain's hyping up this result. This result is massive. Huge. Where's that? What number? What minute? Uh, above Zeke's, 638. I know he watches the continent. I think, but I'm a bit like that game, going a goal down, away from home and coming back. How many times do United do that? Exactly. Especially and, and over this, the last year. And that's the biggest test. Everyone was looking at this Man United team so far, which we have been we have been progressing. I'm not going to get overexcited, but we've always taken the lead in games. I think me and you done a preview on the City game. And we were saying, what happens if we go behind? Because it's always likely against Man City mm. if, they sh- if they start fast. And we were like, it's an unknown quantity. Would the players be able to respond? Or would they kind of... Um, I think Bruno said it. You know when they scored... You know when I went to the Brighton game, right? Mm. Which was interesting. We, we went 1-0 down, obviously. Well, we lost the game anyway. Bruno said, when we went 1-0 down, we reverted back to type. It's like our heads went back to last mm. season. And he, he done an interview, I think, with Adam Crafton on it. 
And that just shows that like, it's not easy to come out of that psychological mindset. Mm. So when we went 1-0 down to Everton, I was thinking, oh, the player's going to actually respond. To be fair, Baines, I thought we were brilliant in that. I'm not, I'm not going to say brilliant as in, oh my God, we're better than these teams. But in terms of the game, Sunday night, going 1-0 down, for us as Manchester United and what we've been through, I thought mentality-wise, that was a brilliant comeback in the first half. We should have actually been 3-1 up going into, this, mm. in, into halftime for me. Yeah, 2-1, 2-1. 2-1. Okay, we should have been ahead. Like a Casemiro head, that was the one I was like... And Martial, when he twisted and turned, he should have shot with outside of his foot. See, I, I don't blame Martial for that. Okay, so me and Biz were like, why didn't he outside of the foot? And that's, 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 that's a goal. Yeah, I, I don't blame Martial for that. Yeah, it, the response was mad. Let me get through some of the comments because we're deep into right, it already. You know, you know how good? Look at our energy. Look, look, I told you when I messaged you last night, I said, energy's up now. No, but you see this, like... This is now what five wins in the last six. Yep. And you know what? What did I keep saying? I wanted to see what Eric Tenel did with his starting lineup. Mm. Drop Sancho. That's yep. the front three I wanted. Obviously, Marshall injured. You can't do anything about it, kind of thing. Mm. I wanted Rashford on the left. I wanted Luke Shaw. I kept saying that. Luke Shaw was my outfield man of the match. Yeah. Because I thought yeah. David here was my man of the match, kind of thing, innit? And Casemiro was like, David yeah, that's. David was your man of the match. Yeah, surprisingly, yeah. Interesting. And I thought David, uh, sorry, Casemiro, it was an interesting game. And I was like, that that was the one I was like 50-50 on if Tenag would do it. And it paid okay. off kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And okay, now okay. this is where you kind of build because that starting 11, minus Lindelof, was our best starting 11 in my eyes. For yeah, now. I'd agree with that. I agree with that for now. Yeah, Varane coming in and, and I think that's our best starting 11. And it's mm. so interesting as well because we actually did a show on Satman's channel, by the way, which is down below in the title. Um on Malassia, Luke Shaw, and the mm. comments were pinging off. It was interesting because, obviously, in the overriding emotion, you look at Luke Shaw's first two performances at Maguire, but you know what Luke Shaw can do when he's at his best form. But everyone was, like, hyped on Malassia because the tenacity came in with energy. But then me and you were saying, if you actually have to pick a left-back overall based on their mm. qualities, me and you both went Luke Shaw. And a lot of people don't want to hear that. And a lot of people don't want to hear that. But Luke Shaw, for me, I'm not going to say that he's... He's got the space, the place back, like off a heartbeat of one performance. But for me, Newcastle, Newcastle next week at home, like he he is starting because he put in a brilliant performance. His recovery pace, his composure on the ball, his positioning was good. Like it, it is so nice to have two left backs that can fight out for it. And you're not really complaining whoever starts. It's just that you want them to be leveling up and competing with each other. And Big the up bit I loved about Luke Shaw quickly was you know there was a moment Alex Wall got the ball on the right side, and you're like, oh Luke Shaw, like is he really going to get back? Mm. Bank, he was Bro. there, kind of thing, innit? Bro, the and recovery I was like, pace was brilliant. Yeah, I, that was. I, I've always said that. I think Luke Shaw has recovery pace. I don't think Luke Shaw is slow. What? Who thinks he's slow? I've seen some people like you know because nah, Luke Shaw's not slow. And yeah. you know, you know, he's taller than you think. You know, he's six foot one. Yeah, like he, he he's a physical presence, kind of. Thing. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, that I've always seen that. I know people call him fat and stuff, but maybe he's slightly. You could argue overweight, kind of thing, innit? Slightly, but I've always said this, like. Certain players just have that mold, that yeah. that build. Like, look at Wayne Rooney, for example. Mm. Look at Kevin De Bruyne. Look even yeah, Reece James. Even, even Wesley Snyder. People forget. Uh, like, yeah, like Reece James has that build kind of thing, isn't it? Yep, he does. He does. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, man. Let me get through some of these. It's, it's loads of comments here. Big up people watching. Make sure you're liking the video. Make sure you're subscribing as well. Of course, Baines is here when CR7 scores. Now nah, we just change this to Mondays now. Mm. I promise you. I promise you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's a Monday show now. Ty, shout out for your birthday. Aye, right, big up Viking, man. Always big supporting. Up. 
Happy birthday. God bless you. You're healthy, man. So that's wicked, man. Love to see that, Viking. Big up yourself. Happy birthday. Big up, Josh, every single time. Evening, gentlemen. Big up, Ty and Hag and Mikkel, Stateta, Baines. Shame about Glacial. New week, new injuries. Glacial. Oh, man, man. I saw you DM earlier. I thought I can't reply on a Monday. Uh, big up, guys. Um, <laughs> Ty, Ty was all preparing myself for a Pickford equaliser. Trust me. That was exactly how it was, man. Um, imagine Pickford scoring. Yeah, if he had scored, oh, killer. Ross... Shout out every single time. Love that, man. Hope you're good, bro. Uh, watch the corners again, but I have to say the ball was going over higher than Everton's players as none of our players could jump higher except Varane when he came on. That's true. Subs were a bit late. We needed to react as soon as they sent another striker, which obviously they went with the Calvert-Lewin. They went with Rondon. They went really... And there was a moment, right? Rondon came on for his debut. Did, did you see, though, when you watched the game, did you see there was a moment when they um, zoomed in on Lampard when the subs were being made and he said to one of the wingers... And he was just mm. like... All you've got to do is cross it. I thought, you Sunday. And you know, as soon as Garner came on, I was like, you know, Garner's good with set pieces. Yep. I was like, mm, this is going to be interesting. And I was like, Garner debut against Manchester United. Surely this is written in the stars. Yeah, I, I was thinking, babe, me and you were bare the same. I was thinking mm. this as well. Like, you know, uh, Garner cross, Cavalier and goal. It would have been hor- horrific. James Jones, your question about Marshall. I'm going to talk about that later. So don't worry. I'm gonna, I'm, I saved it to there. So I won't forget. Uh, Marshall should have uh, left it for another Anthony tie. Uh, Lissandro is improving every game. I love Luke Shaw. Um, Shaw is so frustrating. I think that's the that's the big word with him, isn't it? Because you know there's a player mm. in there who's unreal at times, but it's just about getting that consistency from him. Um, his recovery pace has always been there. I remember when he caught up to a prime William a few years ago. Um, big up everyone, giving love to Viking as well. Um, looks like a Paddy Kenny build. <laughs> Paddy Kenny, no classic keeper. Um, but yeah, Baines, man, man, let's 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 get into it because obviously it was it was a big win. The Luke Shaw obviously performance was a was a good one as well. But I think it's only right that we show respect to the goat, man. Cristiano Ronaldo, I put it in the thumbnail. I've made even Soup's made a customized little new thumb from his time at Manchester United. Soups. Different kits, yeah, man. I knew I knew you'd like that one. But seven hundred goals, for Cristiano Ronaldo, and and whether people like it or not, or like him in the team right now, or whatever it is. You've got to put that aside for a moment and just respect him because if you look at it, I was doing the maths earlier. Say if you play for 20 consecutive years fit, mm. he scored 35 goals every year if you want to break down the maths. That's 35 mm. goals for 20 years straight. Some go, some seasons have been 50 or whatever. Some get, some seasons have been 18. But if you break it down, he's 17 to 37 right now. That's 35 goals for 20 years straight. Baines, man, that's remarkable, bro. How That's happy are you? Like, like, actually, let me ask you a question before you get into Ronaldo. Is that was that one of the most celebrated Ronaldo goals for you? Yeah, man, I could have cried. <laughs> I could have cried, man. Like it, it was, it was a relief. It was a relief, and the celebration mm. on top. You can just tell. Like I said, it. Remember Ronaldo's goal against Brighton last year mm. at Old Trafford when he just smashed it, smashed it, and you could just hold a relief on his face. Mm. And I felt like that was one of those moments where. Like someone said, oh, Ronaldo's overplayed being good apart from his finishing over the last two games. I got yeah. criticized for that the other day. I had said okay. against Anomia, I thought he played well. He was just missing the finishing touch. Missing the finishing touch. But he looked a lot sharper than he has done in recent weeks. Mm. And let's be honest, his link up play was there yesterday, got the goal on his weak foot. That's Ronaldo for you. And yeah. now I feel like the goal will come because I was just like, he, he, he needed that for himself. Yeah. Because the other players, Wanted it for him. Like, Casemiro was getting a lot of high fives, but we'll talk about Casemiro later. But it was like a Ronaldo goal. Yes, you've got your goal. Like, we know as you play as a player, yeah. you know, we know you wanted that. 
and, and, and listen, strikers always need confidence. Mm. And the thing is, this is what I've always said. That I was like, I remember what I said to Hodge in a group chat. I was like, mm. there will be a patch in the season where Ronaldo scores goals. Yeah. Because the thing is, if Ronaldo's getting chances, mm. if a striker's getting chances, it's fine. If they're not getting chances, then that's where I worry kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. But you know, eventually, eventually mm. the goals will come. It is Ronaldo. You don't lose that finishing touch all of a sudden. He got 18 league goals last year. He outperformed his XG. Mm. He was very. He had a very good campaign in terms of finishing wise. If you look at the entire season, kind yeah, of thing, finishing. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. So you have to like listen, man. He's just greatness, man. Seven hundred club goals. Like, I don't think people know how ridiculous that is. It's insane. Like, is that, that, um, how, how many? How, is that the highest? Yeah, he's got yeah, more than Messi. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think was it was it Lampard or like forget Pele and stuff, innit? Mm. Uh, was it Lampard came out and said. Well, basically both, let's be honest. Ronaldo and Messi have made abnormal numbers look normal. Yeah. 700 club career goals is an absolute joke. <laughs> Messi's it's on, I think, 691. Like, mad. Like, can you imagine at home at the end of your career and someone says, yeah, I put a DVD together of every single goal you've scored. You'll be sat there for time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was thinking here today, like, surely someone will make a Twitter call. But I was like, how long would that take? It would take, it, I think, 20 minutes minimum. Longer than that. Longer actually, 700, yeah. yeah. Longer because like, you've got to get a bit of build up in. I'm talking over maybe 45 minutes, no joke. Like, it, it's an absolute joke, and that's with no replays. Mm, mm, mm. Like, that's it, no it's replays. a joke what he's done. Do, in his do, career. do you know what, though? Like, I think giving him credit for his goals that he scored, which I think is brilliant, by the way. I, I'm mm. I, and I'll pull it sideways, Baines. As much as I don't want Ronaldo at the club next year. I'm very happy he scored yesterday because we need mm. it for Manchester United. We can't rely on Martial, which we'll get to later. We need someone that can score goals. Rashford and Anthony and Sancho, you don't know how many you're going to get from them. But you know that finish yesterday? For, for a striker or a forward, whatever you want to call him, to not have scored this season yet mm. in the league, but to strike the ball like that with that confidence. I was actually like, do you know what, Biz? I looked at him, I said, that's a good goal because mm. a confident striker would carry that and be like, do you know what? I am going to lash that in. A bit like when Martial scored against Liverpool in pre-season. He picked up the ball from the halfway line mm. and he had to keep dribbling with it and he dinked the keeper. But he could have cut it back. And I was like, okay, yeah. he scored. I thought, Ronaldo, are you going to chop in? Are you not going to have the confidence to go all the way? He was like, do you know what? I have one thing on my mind. I'm getting to that goal. And he lashed it with his left foot. The finish was like a striker who has scored eight goals already. Well, he scored 699 uh, club goals, isn't it? Like, yeah. that, that's what I always said. That, it's not going to leave you. That mm. can't leave you. How can it leave you? Like, we're talking about Ronaldo here. Like, I always say, people acting like this guy is any Tom, Dick and Harry. He's not. Mm. He's one of the greatest players we're ever going to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and to be fair, if you had a... If you had, if you was one, 1v1 with a keeper and you said you could pick five players to still score it now, you're putting Ronaldo in at five. Yeah. Definitely. Like, you are. I don't care what people say. 1v1, you are putting Ronaldo into that top five. And now the best thing is, yeah, remember last year, as soon as Ronaldo got that goal, he went on a good uh, patch in it. Especially mm. towards the end of last season, his overall number nine play, it was like he learned that role kind of thing, innit? So mm. number nine, he was sensational towards the end of the season. Very, very clinical. The goals against Arsenal, Chelsea was sensational, that goal. Brentford, he played well. Hopefully now he kicks on. Yeah, Tottenham, now, yeah, Tottenham, yeah, yeah. You got Newcastle next. That's going to be a tough game. Tough. And just quickly, yeah, on Ronaldo, he was up against two old school centre backs in Tarkovsky, Connor Cody. People mm. normally say those type of play, those sort of players kind of bully Cristiano Ronaldo kind of thing, innit? 
Mm. That header that he won for that Russia goal was very impressive as well. Yeah, very good flick on actually. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. It's a shame that he got disallowed. I don't know how, but he did very, very well there to get in front of, was it Cody, I think it was? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Cody, yeah. And win that header, knock it onto Rashford, and Rashford did the rest kind of thing. Mm, nah, it's very, it's very true, man. It is very mm. true. I, I actually, I'm really happy for him, to be fair. Imagine witness something that has never happened in the history of football and most never will. That's so true. Like, I've seen basically nearly his whole career. Big up Shiraz. Uh, he says, brilliant show. Thank you very much. Make sure you guys are liking the video, subscribing if you're new as well. Um, check out Statman's channel down below as well. The blue link, Statman Bane's right there. Uh, big up, really. Thoughts on Marshall. We're going to touch on later, so don't worry. A couple of people have asked that. Um, at 30 seconds per goal, it would take 350 minutes, almost six hours. Yeah, that's mad. That's a bit of build-up. Like, imagine that. That's a bit of build-up. Even if you crop that down like to 15 seconds, you half yeah, that, that's still 175. You're not putting that on Twitter, can you? Oh, my. That's a documentary. Yeah. Literally, Ronaldo 700. The, the Ronaldo 700. Like, you could do that. And and it will happen after he retires. Yeah, it probably will. It probably will. Oh, my days. Wow. A first goal is a matured goal. I like them. Yeah, it was a very mature finish. 100%. Keep liking. What about Ronaldo's one, by the way? Uh, the first goal. Oh, first post goal is a matured goal. I don't know. First post goal? Uh, explain Robert explain hmm. um, the problem with Bruno is not just about the pressing he gets in behind all the time when we have the ball and makes our strikers drop a bit deep to help the transition I think there's a little debate going off there hmm. um, a DVD of his goals will be longer than Lord of the Rings <laughs> um, and that's yeah. not even counting his, his international goals that's true <laughs> Um, I mean, he's just a goat, man. I know, I know. Big up for the super chat, by the way. Like, you lot are keen to, for me to talk about Martial. I think I'll just go into the striker role now and then we'll go into Casemiro because uh, big up, obviously, the, the Mark Goldbridge says, Ty, stop making excuses for Martial. We've got uh, James Jones saying, Ty, we need to have an honest discussion about uh, his reliability and thoughts on Martial. So I suppose I start and then, and then we debate it, Baines, because... um. I had people in my DMs yesterday, I had people messaging me like, this is why you can't get hyped. This is why you can't trust him. And and I just think, do you know what? I, I'm I'm upset for him, man. I, I am. I'm not even going to lie. Like, even if it was any other Man United player, like, I just feel like every time you're conscious, it's, it's not the fact for me. So the key thing with me with Martial is that he's not playing. And um, when he's playing, sorry, he's not, he's not playing badly. When Martial's playing... On mathematics, a goal assist contribution per season right he's now. Been brilliant. He's been he, brilliant. Yeah, he's been brilliant. Like he's got the most goal contributions per minute this season. So if Marshall was playing and playing poorly, I'd be like, do you know what? Cool, it is what it is. He's had a few chances and he's not made an impact and so forth. The fact that us lot as Manchester United fans can actually see Ten Hag really likes him. He is our main number nine when everyone's fully fit and he's offering us something. I think it's really hurting me and I think it's really hurting him as well because. He's got a manager now that believes in him. He's in a he's in a team that are going to start playing more his football. He's becoming that main link man in there. And I don't know what to say, man. In terms of these injuries, is he made of glass? Is he just is he defeated? Like when he gets a knock, does he just say, "Do you know what? I've got a knock," and he, his body can't resist pain as much as others, or is he just unlucky? Nah, I disagree with that. He's been playing for injury under Oli. Yeah, he's played. He's played for injuries under Oli. I just think. Um, it's not a position of me where we'll sell him. I 100% think we need to give him... We've got the World Cup. I don't know whether he's going to go or not. We come back and we've got a huge period in January to July. But my point, what I want to make is that he is very, very key. And, and that's the thing. Like, if he was not key and not contributing, I'd be like, do you know what? Fair play. But 
he is contributing. And whether it's a starting position or not, or whether it's coming off from the bench and giving us 20, 30 minutes, you know that he does something for this footballing side. But we can't rely on him. And, and that this is just my big problem. Like, everyone was gassed to see him start. And I couldn't believe it. Baines, I, I swear to you, I did not see Twitter. I saw your message in the group chat and I thought you were pranking me. Bro, mum, mums, I thought you were pranking me. I was like, this, this can't be real. The, the ability to be fit, ready to play, and then you get injured in a warm-up with a back injury. Like, you just couldn't make it You think it, it was up. a back injury? Yeah. You think back, it was a recurrence? Um, nah, Tin Hogg said, nah, back, new injury. No, no, but... So, no, no, I knew it was a back, but I was like, maybe you got a different one during the game. That was the loudest Nah, nah, one. nah, back, yeah, because he weren't running properly. And that's why his, mm. his stance looked awkward. But how unlucky are you to get a back injury in 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 in, um, tr- in the warm up? And I think, do you know what the, the reason is as well? Like someone says, how bad do you think it is? I- I'll be honest with you, Baines. I think it's more a niggle, and it may be a couple weeks max. Because when it's lower back, it's sort of when you do deadlifts at the gym, you have that lower back sort of pain. If it was that bad with a back injury, by the way, which controls all parts of your body, Ten Hag wouldn't have said, "Give me twenty minutes and see how you feel." It would have been a straight swap. Yeah. Ronaldo's in from the start. So I don't think this injury is actually that bad, which I think people need to calm down on. I wouldn't even be surprised if he's back for Newcastle on Sunday, or if not, the game after that. What are, you, what are your thoughts on this whole Martial situation? Because put banter aside, like, obviously it's very unfortunate, but he gives us something, but we can't rely on him. And we're kind of, we're kind of stuck here, man. That's Martial for you. Like, that's Martial for you. What did Hard say the other day when, you know that tweet came up? Mm. And Hard just like was changed from that moment that I tweet on, tweeted it. Like you just can't rely on Marshall. You just can't. Mm. I agree like, with this comment from Mark as well. Yeah, like this is it. Availability is the best ability. I agree with it. I agree. Mm. Like that's it. You can't build a team around Anthony Marshall. Yeah. You can't have Anthony Marshall as your main number nine. The evidence has been there. Whether people like Marshall or not, you just can't rely on him. And like it's a shame because he's actually playing well. He's playing very, very well right now. And especially against, what was it, the City goal? I said, that's the goal I sort of like, kind of from Anthony Marshall, the header. Those were mm-hmm. the dirty goals that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer kind of talked about and he done it. Yeah. That was like a proper number nine's goal and it's so frustrating, but... Oh, like, what can you do kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, what can you do? Do you think the injury's bad? You're right in terms that you played the 20 30 minutes in it, mm. and but then at the same time, obviously, I can't trust the medical team enough, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the thing. And look at Varan, we put Varan on a program, obviously, he got that knock, which is unfortunate, mm. but he was back a week later. Do, do you think, with with this, right? Because this is my interesting conundrum, you and I want to see what you guys think in the comments as well, right? So, his contract runs out, so we've got we got Marshall right now, yeah, 250 grand a week, let's say Marshall, yeah. His contract runs out in the summer of 2024, so he's got one year left after this. He's 27, he's option for year. yeah, option for another year. He's 27 in December. Ten Hag really likes him and wants to build around him, but he can't. Do you think, yeah, that we've stuck by Marshall quite a long time? A long time to be honest. I've loved him, but a lot of fans have wanted him gone. Some fans are torn. This is the thing about Martial. Mm. He went on loan to Sevilla, he's come back and he's still at the club. Now, do you think Martial, in terms of himself, yeah, will actually think, do you know what? I don't think I can be like a main man at a team because I know myself. I keep getting injured. Like there's a there's an element of you within yourself that must realize, you know what, I'm getting injured too frequently that he actually will accept a squad role at Manchester United because you've got Rashford, Sancho, Anthony, Ronaldo. 
and we're kind of rotating and everyone's happy like how Fergie used to do it. Do you think Martial will come back and then Ten Hag will be like, do you know what, we need to manage you and you're going to be in a squad role because I actually think that would be the best thing for him. We can't rely on him starting most league games even if we want him to. Do you think he'll accept that for the next year or two when his contract's still in place? Depends on his ambition. Because ability-wise, you should be able to make the France squad. Yeah. You're not doing that as a squad player at Manchester United. You're just not. Mm, yeah, like, you have to be the main guy somewhere else. Because let's be honest, you're competing with what? Mbappe, Benzema, Kingsley Coleman, Christopher Nkunku. Probably got some, some others kind of thing, innit? Yeah. Like, you have to be the main guy. Mm. So you think, you think even if he comes back from injury, if he does justify himself and stay injury-free... He could make himself claim obviously that number nine spot, but if he keeps getting injured, do you think it might be like, do you know what? I might need to, I might need to leave. I think he has to if he wants to play for yeah. France. But 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 this this is the thing. I don't think it's about France or he has to. The problem with Martial, despite all his ability and me loving him, is that no matter where he goes, can he stay fit? The problem at Man United, if he stays fit at Man United, Baines, Martial. To be fair, start. like you, you don't know with United medical stuff. In it, I always say, how good is the club at maintaining injuries? Because that's what I said about Haaland kind of thing, isn't it? Are yeah, Bruce Dortmund maintaining Haaland's injury record well? I don't mm. know. We're clearly seeing it for what has been eight, nine games so far. City no, are maintaining no. it well. Haaland no. went to Norway. City sent a medical guy with him kind of thing, isn't it? Their own personal stuff. So City are doing their part kind of thing. And I'm like, are United doing their part? You can only mm. tell if a player leaves kind of thing. That's very true. And I think it was with Marco Rose at Dortmund as well, because a lot of players got injuries mm. under him um, at Dortmund. I don't know with the Martial one. It's going to be interesting. But the thing is, not a lot of other... Actually, I'm thinking Van der Beek's been out for a while. wan has been out for a while. Because they're not first-team players in terms of starting eleven. It's going kind of under the radar. But you never know if that's them picking up muscular injuries as well. Because one thing that we know Ten Hag's bringing, which Oli didn't, is he wants intensity. He wants us running. And when you go from a Mourinho kind of team, let's be honest, we go from a Mourinho kind of team, a Van Gaal possession-based, less running type of team, to then switching it and you've got to do completely the opposite. Look at Antonio Conte when he came in at Spurs. They were, their running stats were poor under Mourinho. Now they're one of the fittest teams in the league. When your body's at 26, 27, 28, it's actually quite hard to adjust. It's like me. Like, I think I'm in my mid to late 20s. Me not playing for a while and all of a sudden I go back to football and then I'm playing in sort of a pragmatic team. I can build my fitness. Then I go to a team that's like, super fit, my body is going to be like, whoa, do you know what I mean? I'm going to have to, some sessions I'm going to have to say I might need a rest. And when, remember I'm... when I said to you a couple of weeks ago, or actually it was probably a year ago now, what is Anthony Marshall? Is he a striker or is he a winger? That a no, but at that point, like you were like, oh, let's play Marshall on the left. But when I said mm. that comment, think about what it does for a player. You're consistently changing your body type. Bulking up for a striker, losing a bit of muscle, being a bit more agile, playing out wide. 100%. It's eventually going to just take your toll kind of thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're naturally going to get injuries if your body's consistently changing. Yeah. Especially to, like, to the rate in terms of how quickly, for example, they can lose muscle. Yeah. Because they have like the best facilities and stuff. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And he has bulked up quite a bit. You can see the difference in him from when he first come to us. But even then, now. he looks a bit more agile this year compared to how he, he has done in previous years. Yeah. He has. And, 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 and a lot of us doubted that because mm-hmm. pace is something you don't think you can really get back. Yeah, you didn't. I was like, yeah, you were surprised. I remember in pre-season, yeah. you were like, he's looking sharper than he has. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know, man. This is interesting. But let's see what the comments are saying, man, because there's a lot of comments. That's the most frustrating part. Talent-wise, he is up there, but injury and sometimes inconsistency for such a position. It's sad. Um, it's such an important position. We just need another option up front in January. We cannot rely on Marshall, especially with so many games and the World Cup. Um, we have to act like 1999 when we had four strikers. Yeah, real talk, man. This is what I'm saying. Like, players just need to rotate and win together. If you have a team like Man City, Mares, Grealish, and then you used to have Sterling, Jesus, now you've got Foden and, and whoever it is, De Bruyne. But the problem is, their C system is so good that they can just rotate plays and they don't make yeah, a difference. We, that's what we used to be like, babe. Used to no, be no, but I'm just talking about like, right now kind of thing. I don't think United are at that stage. We've got that stage. Yeah, I hear that. Big up James Jones, man. Uh, I feel like Marshall still wants to make it as he performs well whenever he's played this season. This is the thing. Yeah, Giroud as well is another one. I remember for obviously France still in the squad. Marshall is amazing, amazing when injury free and informed, but we can't trust him. No wonder nobody wanted to buy him in the summer. Big red flag. Get rid. Interesting job. If you want to get rid, agree with Baines. Um, Shiraz, love that. Um, Ty, does Marshall get injured when you don't take him to bed? <laughs> ah, do you know what? Hey, right, Viking, stop, ten, stop lying to the people. I know that you want my pillow, man. You can have it if you want. I'll order you one, man, if you want. Oh, Ty is selling his Marshall stocks here. Nah, nah, nah. I just, I just get another one, man. I just get another one. Upgrade it to this season's kit. That's what. Do you know what? I might actually get a new one, you know, just pull it this side. Yeah, you could, oh. you know. Yeah, I could. I might do that, you know. I think that's a good idea, you know. What do you think? Yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah we're working. Up. Me and Baines are going to do some behind-the-scenes work after this, man. I might send Baines yeah, one as well. No, um, I love that. I love that. But, yeah, Marshall, man, I just think it's interesting. By the way, if you're looking for an update on Marshall, it will be on Wednesday. Um, So, just so you know, that will be the press conference for the game on Thursday. Most importantly, guys, make sure you are liking the video. What time's your game? Eight o'clock. Yeah. Eight o'clock. So make sure you like in the video, subscribe into the channel, subscribe into Statman Baines as well down below, and never a foul as well, which is down in the description as well. Also, guys, this podcast will be going on to Spotify. So if you want to listen tomorrow on your day or out on work or whatever it is on your, your train journeys, whatever it is, I'll make sure I put that up tonight to drop tomorrow morning, man. Um, one hundred percent. Casemiro Baines. I, I want to talk on 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 Casemiro because. Me and you, we've got a bit of a disagreement, and it'll be interesting to see what the comments comments think. But I'm I'm a big fan of his performance yesterday. I'm I'm going to talk about the negatives first. I I think the first ten minutes was a Casemiro who was like, "Raw, this is what the Premier League's about." Anana press him quick, you know, dispossessing him, and and then and they score. But one thing I love about Casemiro from that that moment there was the mentality. A lot of players in the Premier League first start. Their heads can dip. I remember when Patrice Ever made his debut against City and he got dragged at half-time. It was horrific. Like, it's so hard to bounce back from. But Casemiro stayed strong. He believed in himself. And yes, he gave the ball away a few times. I'm not going to just wipe that under the, under, the, under the screen. If that's against Man City and you give the ball away in some of them dangerous areas, in my head, I was thinking, do you know what? Luckiest Everton, if that's Man City folding De Bruyne running at your back four, that could be a chance. That could be a goal. So I completely respect that. But for the positives... And what he bought, it was everything that me and you have watched Man United for in the last five, six years, even when the Man United came in his first season, that we've missed for so long. Casemiro, 50-50 balls that like Everton would head out. He would like nip in and win the ball back. It will be, you know, trying to dribble. He dispossesses it, plays the forward pass for Ronaldo straight away. Everything like getting into goal-scoring positions. I just feel like everything that we've missed in sort of a combative midfielder who's actually technically sound, by the way, because he's very underrated for his technical ability. He was there yesterday and and you know what? He played more of a bit of a box-to-box yesterday at times. But for a first start in the Premier League, 
to get them minutes, to get man of the match. He's only going to get better. We've got to look at the overall profile. I think it was a brilliant performance. And other than Luke Shaw, he was my man of the match, Baines. I have to admit that. You are man of the match. <laughs> well, like I said it. Let's discuss it. Let's discuss it. See what the comments think as well. Casemiro's game was mixed on the ball. Gave the ball away too many times. I think he gave the ball away 17 times. But then there were some brilliant moments. Defensively, he was solid kind of thing, innit? I think he made nine ball recoveries. I saw a tweet the other day where it was like, oh, actually, it was yesterday. We saw a two out of 10 Casemiro and we saw a nine out of 10 Casemiro. Like, we saw some really, really bad moments. Him on the ball, for example, the goal that we conceded. Mm. Should have done better. There was a couple of times where I'm like, your passes are just leading to trouble kind of thing. But then defensively, he was good. Like, even for the Ronaldo goal, he lost the ball, he got it back, he passed it to Ronaldo. Mm. Like, that's what I mean. That's why when you said he was brilliant, I disagreed. I don't mm. think that was a br- brilliant performance. I, I think I said, I think I gave him a seven, six, seven yeah. out of ten. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought brilliant was too. I think like, six is harsh. I think seven, eight. I think eight. I can't I'll go really. Let me see my player ratings. Yeah. Yeah, I gave him a seven. Okay. That's on like. I wouldn't call it a brilliant performance. Is that because you're thinking of what I said in terms of the way he where he gave the ball away? If that's against a better team, we get punished. We did get punished. Well, we scored. Okay, but it, yeah, but there was one or two extra times after that. Yeah, 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 but listen, you still got punished, kind of thing, and you still have to take that into True. consideration. Because that's what I'm not saying. Like, imagine that was Scott McTominay. United fans are crying. Mm, 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 like, don't get me wrong, Casemiro is a lot better than McTominay, kind of thing. But that's just the reality of things. You should have done better, kind of thing, and. Listen, I said it. It will come. It will come. That was his first Premier League start. You're up against Onana, it will be addressing again. Three, quite a tough midfielder. Three energetic midfielders, kind of thing, isn't it? Really, really good ball carries in there. It's going to be a tough game. Goodison Park, playing your first game, uh, starting your first game away is tough. Mm. Especially for Manchester United, let's be honest. Yeah. So it's understandable, kind of thing. And you said the mentality thing. Listen, you can never question the mentality. We're talking about Casemiro. You played for Real Madrid or you played for Real Madrid. You were at mm. the top. You're still one of the best holding midfielders in the world. Yeah. You're there because of your mentality, let's be honest. And obviously you're footballing a bit, but come on, man. They've they done a free peak of a Champions League. I can never question the guy's mentality. Mm. That's why I, that's why I think even like what Shane said there, Casemiro was really good after the mistake. If that was another player, we could have really seen them go into their shell and not be the same player. And I think that's what mm. I liked about it. The best part about it, Baines, as well, is that a lot of the mistakes happened in the, the first 20 minutes. First half, yeah. Yeah, the, the longer the game went on, the better he got. Mm. Like Shra says, he just kept going and going. And you know what? I, I had this I had this doubt sort of about Casemiro. And I'll be honest, you probably had the same thing. Mobility. I was actually thinking like, is he mobile enough to play in the Premier League when you've been playing at La Liga, which is a bit of a slower league. You get time on the ball. The Anana press doesn't really happen. But I actually think he held it down. I think he was getting into good areas. I think positional sense was absolutely spot on. There was times he dropped into the centre-back. There was times he knew where to break up the play and press forward. There was times he knew where to hold his position. And I just think that sort of intelligence can't be bought. Like, you can put McTominay in there and if you love him for his running around and all that brilliant call, that's you. But Casemiro, intelligence in terms of positioning was brilliant. And also, there was a stat I saw. McTominay had made 23, 24... And 27 passes in his last three games. Casemiro made 55 in one game yesterday, which is double what uh, McTominay But we were controlling the ball a lot more kind of thing, innit? But that's down to Casemiro as well. Yeah. 
But so I think like, it also helped determine the way Everton play kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, but what other teams have... We've played Leicester that allowed us to have the ball. We've played Southampton that allowed us yeah, to have the ball. We've played teams that allowed us to have the ball. McTominay still didn't really complete that amount of passes. So, mm. Casemiro... hey, the mobility thing, though, I disagree. That was never my doubt with it when Casemiro came. My doubt was always build-up phase. Because Tony Cruz, Luka Modric were heavily involved in the build-up for Real Madrid kind of thing. Mm. How was that going to translate to Manchester United? I, that, that's, what I remember, well, that's what I remember. The, the assist was brilliant. Yeah, but that's what I remember when um, we signed Casimir. I was like, now I want Tiedemans. I didn't want yeah. Tiedemans before. Mm. I was heavily against that, but I'm like, now that Tiedemans signing kind of makes sense because he brings the ball progression kind of thing, innit? Yeah. That was my major, major doubt of Casemiro kind of thing. But listen, man, there's still plenty of room to improve kind of thing. Plenty of room. And I think it will come kind of thing. It's good that he started. He's going to start yeah. against Newcastle again because McTominay's yeah, out. Yeah, he, he's definitely, yeah, McTominay's yeah. out. He's definitely earned his place. And sure, both of them. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I'm, I'm very happy with 10 hours team selection yesterday. Yeah. You got it spot on. You 100% got it spot on. Big up Viking. He says, Ty, you should do some watch alongs. Um, I might start doing a bit. I'll be honest, I'm so animated and I need to hear the commentary that. I struggle to do watch longs. If I could hear commentary on here and play it and watch it like you lot do at home, I'll do them every single week. Yeah, but, but you always want to hear the sound and stuff, innit? Yeah, and someone says Casemiro always wants the ball. That's why he loses the ball sometimes. Yeah, but you still can't excuse him, kind of thing. He was losing the ball in certain sticky situations, kind of thing. Silly situations, sorry. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I also did think Dallow was pouring the ball yesterday as well. Dallow was, yeah, he. he that was one of his worst games. Do you know what? I, I, I'm going to say this actually. We'll, 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 we'll talk on this. Um, quickly now because Dallo and Ericsson for me I'm starting to get worried Baines and I didn't think I was actually going to talk about it today because we we're talking mm-hmm. about Casemiro Ronaldo and stuff but if we touch on Dallo and, and, and Ericsson there's one thing that's standing out to me they are being overplayed now if I could critique Ten Hag on one thing I love Ten Hag by the way I really love what he's doing and what he's building and maybe this is not his fault because Ericsson's a forward passer he's one of the unique profiles we have in midfield in terms of attention as well and then you've got Diogo Dallo, where Wambasaka injured. You've got Ethan Laird out on load. He's kind of, his hands are tied. Brandon Williams not available. But for me, they are being overplayed. And now you're seeing Ericsson look a bit more leggy, not having the biggest impact on games recently. And Dallo, the Man City game and now this, he was a bit underwhelming. So I'm not saying that, you know, they're not good enough to play for Man United, but they are definitely in need of a rest. We're talking about a team that's got high intensity. We're trying to win games. We're trying to keep the momentum going. We're going to burn them out. And if I could critique Ten Hag on one thing, which kind of isn't his fault because of injuries as well, we need another right back definitely soon. And mm. and, a, and a midfielder like De Jong is imperative next summer who's a ball carrier because I'm worried about their fitness going into this busy busy month. What are your thoughts? 100% spot on. Like, let's be honest, the fan base did get gas with Dallow kind of thing, innit? Mm. And we still need, you know, Dallow's still going to improve kind of thing. But the way fans were gassing him was crazy kind of thing. Ericsson, I'll be honest, like... <laughs> I haven't really. Oh, let me. How do I word this? Mm. Like you know, our fans love Ericsson. You haven't gravitated to him like yeah. that yet. Mm. I just don't. More I don't know why. Kind of thing, like I, I don't know what it is, and I like. I think his performances do get overhyped to an extent. Ah, oh, like he's difficult, kind of. You know what it is. You know what it is. You know what it is. He's been good, right? Let's just be, he's been good. Yeah, he's That's, been good. He's not been very good. He's not been exciting, but do you know, um, uh, uh, excellent. Do you know what it is, Baines? Because we haven't had a midfielder like Ericsson for years, mm. it's easy to please fans on the eye because we haven't had that. You know what it is? Like, you know yeah. when we signed Christian Ericsson, I felt like the expectations were very high. 
Like, you know, everyone said he's going to be better than Bruno. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. And the mm. first couple games, people saying he's one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. I don't know. I just didn't see it kind of thing, personally. Like, don't get me wrong. He's had some very, very good games. Mm. Against Arsenal, he was my man in the match. Against Leicester, I thought he had a good, good game. Yeah. But there's other games where I think against Southampton, you got man of the match from yeah, and I didn't, I didn't BT, agree. I think he was. And I'm like, I don't think you were all that kind of thing. Mm. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I'd agree with that to be fair. And the I thing is, I'm, really... I'm trying to like Ericsson, but I'm like, I can't. Like, I, do, I yeah. don't know what it is kind of thing. Like, give me you, more. But but do you know what? I was chatting to Biz about this last night, yeah? And because we were obviously touching on Ericsson again yesterday, and I thought Casemiro was better than him in terms of the midfield. Mm. And I was saying, the funny thing is with Ericsson, which is kind of not his fault, he was actually bought to be a squad player because the expectation in Man United's head was we get Ericsson, but we get De Jong as well. Like, everyone knows we, we did want De Jong. So it would have been De Jong and Casemiro, for example, with Ericsson sometimes playing in a 10 with Bru- instead of Bruno, or Bruno playing Ericsson coming off the bench and stuff like that. Ericsson has now found himself being a starter and a mainstay in this 11, when maybe he was brought to actually be a squad player. So he's actually become more important than probably what he was signed for. Do you get what I mean? Which is not his fault. Mm. He's just fallen into it's this. Just the situation we're at kind of thing, yeah. yeah. And as someone said that... Um... What do you call it? Ericsson is keeping us moving as he always available to get the ball. I hate that, but I do think he also loses the ball quite a lot. He does. His passes sometimes yeah. are quite under hit yesterday. Yeah, and some said you rate Alanga Baines, yeah, as a squad player. There's certain attributes of Alanga you like. There's certain attributes I like of Ericsson. Yeah. It, like, let's not overhype Ericsson. can be criticised a little bit. Like, yeah. He's still been and good. We're not saying like, he's not been... Like, he's been good. He's, got, he's given us something we, we haven't had. Uh, let me but show I'm you my worried. Playing, I'm worried season. about him being overplayed. Let me show you my player ratings this season. Share my screen. Yeah, screen. Can you see it? Yeah, there you go. Look, Chris. Oh, Erickson. so you're oh you're doing this over the season, yeah? Yeah. Ericsson first game I gave him five against Brighton. Listen, forget that game. Brentford, forget that. Against Liverpool, I gave him a five. Yeah. Against Southampton, I gave him a five. Leicester seven, Arsenal ten, City two, Everton six. That, I think that's pretty... I'm trying to think what I would do. So, Liverpool... Like people would probably yeah. argue Southampton could have been a six or a seven. Yeah, six, yeah. I'll say but that. All, like, I don't think you can really argue with it massively. Kind of. no, even I, the first I, I, game... I think you'd be unfair. Yeah, even the no, first game no against Brighton, you could argue that's leading as well. He got a fight. Because he wasn't that good kind of thing. He just mm. looked like a bright player, but we weren't good that day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You know, this is a good point as well. I like that, by the way. Keep doing that mm-hmm. front of the season, Baines, because that's going to be very interesting to like look at before the World Cup. Uh, make sure you subscribe to Statman Baines, people. He does all his content on there as well, down below. So if you want more of that stuff, make sure you go and check it out below. We'll do another five minutes, Baines. Um, this is a good point. Uh, big up Jarvis every single time. He says, problem is not Ericsson, McTominay, Casemiro. The biggest issue is our midfielders don't get any shielding from Bruno. He's all over the place and makes it difficult for the ones behind him. Do you agree with this? Yeah. Mm. Like, I don't think it's just Bruno. I said it. I think our front four was too high yesterday still. And I said the exact same thing against C. Too high, but don't press. It's like they're they're caught in between, isn't it? Yeah, like, you're just a block. Then you leave space and then you go out. Mm. And luckily that we defended well, kind of thing. But obviously against City, you went our boy. We could, we didn't defend well. We were caught in yeah. transition way too many times. I'm like, Tenog has to work on that. Tenog has to see this. Like yeah. obviously, I- like you could argue it's easier to get out, kind of thing, or the ball over the top. They're quite high up. You can count. 
mm. but still like you need defend kind of thing innit? our defensive okay. we, we kind of need to build that defense kind of thing innit? and you defend as a team I always say that and you yeah, yeah he started from the back isn't he yeah you have, but you defend as a team and that's why I say the wingers number 10 has to be doing better kind of thing yeah yeah I think I think the, the positive for me Jarvis from that is that I, I agree with you and Baines as well I think the game against Ominous here where we were last week in Europa League where Bruno actually got taken off in the 70th minute, at least it gave me some confidence that, you know, Bruno, if you're not playing well, you have got the ability to be subbed off. I don't think just because he's captain, he's got no licence. If you're playing bad, Ten Hag actually plays people on merit. And that's one thing I would really do love about him. You play well, you, you'll play. And it's like Luke Shaw, that perfect example. Play poor, first few games, Malassia comes in, Malassia a bit wobbly. Luke Shaw, here's your chance. Take your chance. I've given you it and you've taken mm. it. So players will get opportunities. And, and if it becomes, obviously, a, a thing next season where we do get a De Jong or Bellingham, which we won't, but say more De Jong if, he, if he's likely. And then you've got De Jong, Casemiro, Eriksen, Bruno, all fighting for three positions in the team. Someone has to miss out. So that, that's why I think it's imperative that we get that midfielder next season. If we drop Bruno, uh, we'd be a lot better on the ball. He offers nothing in the second phase. Big up, Rex, for your comments. I know you're always watching, bro. The Thank thing you. is, if Bruno's so frustrating, because I look at him and I'm like, your third man runs are sensational, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like, your late runs. Like, you just need to time those better to a certain extent in terms of you can drop five, ten yards back and then make that run. I feel yeah. at times, especially in the first half, you're just like, you're playing on the shoulder to center back. Why are you doing that? Mm, mm, like you mm, don't mm. have to do that drop five ten yards back helping the build up a bit more even though let's be honest he's probably not as good as that but otherwise you're just leaving too big of a gap and then for example as much as I criticize Ericsson you're basically asking Ericsson to do everything everything yeah yeah, yeah 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 which is true do you know what though Baines which is funny because when we were even talking about this when mm. we were messaging in a group chat over pre-season I felt like I saw a different Bruno I'm not saying that oh my god you know, his complete game, his, his game's changed completely, it, but it, it I, saw a, I saw a more reserved Bruno. I saw someone who p- was giving the ball quicker, but retaining it. He was he was not pressing like a headless chicken. He was actually like sort of containing his position a bit more. I think with Man United just had look, had more shape about him in pre-season. Maybe that's because you wanted to show Ten Hag a point of I can do this. And you've gone back to your old ways a little bit. Now you've gotten yourself in the team and you're comfortable. But I did see that like Bruno had refined his game a little bit in the pre-season. I slowly feel like Bruno is, is still going back to that old Bruno. So do you do you think this is just a Bruno issue or do you think he can be coached out of this? Because it just seems it just seems a common theme now. It's not like, oh, you expect anything different from Bruno. We've kind of accepted it for what it is. You take the good with him and you take the shit with him. And mm-hmm. and that's that's what it is. It's an interesting one, because like yesterday my problem wasn't with him with the ball. It was him without mm. the ball in certain like situations kind of thing. And well, you, you, I remember you, I think you done like a fan cam with United View and you said what well, was like old habits die hard kind of thing. Yeah. And that's what it is with Bruno. Like you're, how do I say it? It's like, it's like muscle memory kind of thing. Yes. You just need to know, like the more you're in the right position, the more you're going to be there kind of thing without you thinking. 100%. He's naturally, remember when Oli first came and he was like, oh, yeah, just play anyway kind of thing. Just do yeah. what you're just That's yeah. not really going to help a player. Especially mm. at these like top level clubs, it just doesn't kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I and that's agree, why. I agree. But it's interesting because obviously Tenor does focus more on like the positional, like what do you call it, like, discipline or plays and stuff. But I don't know, man. He's an interesting one. But the problem is, I always say like, okay, you're gonna bench Bruno. Who's your next option? Mm. Donny Van yeah. Beek is injured. Yeah, that really helps. Yeah, that, like people, you know what? he needs to come back because this is a month where he could have had a chance to play some minutes. 
And then the next thing is three point and move Ericsson then, but then you move Ericsson from deeper. You're reshuffling your side. Yeah. And Tenor clearly wants Ericsson in that deeper role. What was your, to... what's your, before we wrap up then, so if we look at the situation, and guys, type your midfield as well. Everyone's fully fit and everyone's playing to their optimum performance, right? What is your, your three-man midfield for you? Or what would you like to see? It has to be Casemiro, Bruno, Ericsson then. Interesting. Because I, I, this is what I say. Look at what Ten Hag wants. Mm. Ten Hag wants Ericsson deeper for the ball progression. Yeah. No one in our team can do that. Yeah, That's true. why when people say like Fred and stuff, or Fred told me, I'm like, okay, it might be more balanced on paper, but think about what the manager's trying to implement. It all makes sense. So, okay, are you picking yours based off what the manager's football's trying to play, or are you, are yeah. you picking that off what you want, though? What the manager's what do you What do you want? I'll be, I said this in preseason when he played Ghana, Ericsson, Donny. I really want to see Ericsson and Donny together. Okay. Just because, obviously, I still question Donny van der Beek a lot in terms of aggressiveness. Mm. I'm not saying that midfield three is going to work, but I'm just like, I just want to see it. Because okay. I thought in pre-season against Vallecano, Ronaldo was up top, Ericsson and Donny van der Beek were deeper kind of thing, innit? And I thought they had just had a decent partnership. Like, you know okay. when they're linking up play, playing one-twos with one another, mm. and I'm like, you could tell their plays were, those plays were kind of on the same wavelength. Yeah, I'm with you. So would and you I like mean, to see Casemiro with then uh, Donny and Ericsson in two eights? Yeah, whatever kind of thing. Or Donny in the ten, yeah. Ericsson bit deeper kind of thing. Just let me yeah. see and s- just let me see how it works. Not saying yeah, it's in the word, but... that's an interesting midfield actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's an interesting like midfield. A... I, w- I would have gone, I would have gone Casemiro, Fred, and Ericsson. I would have dropped Bruno mm. to see what I would. I, I would have not saying like that's the midfield forever. But if you said to me, right, Ty, you could pick a midfield. I'd be like, oh, do you know what? Play Fred or Casemiro and play Ericsson more further forward and see what he can do. But then again, I do like Bruno's importance of like when he's making a third man run. He is very good in the final third. And when he take it out of Man United, it's like, oh, how would we? Yeah. It's kind of the unknown. Con- yeah, do you know mm. what I mean? It's, it's kind of the unknown. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I don't know if that midfield three is going to be better. But I'm just like, yeah. let me see it. Like mm. you can only like, see something if you don't if you try it. Yeah, yeah. Be, like, in a European it, game, why not? It's, it's going to be mad interesting to see like what Ten Hag does, especially in Europa League and games like that. Let me get through a few of these and then we'll wrap it up, basically. We've nearly done an hour. Uh, bingo tie. Agree, Statman. I would love to see DVB with Ericsson. DVB is too passive. Bruno always... I agree with this. For him. Yeah, That's what passive. I always criticise Van der Beek for, but I'm just like... Because yeah. I did think I mean, against Valakane, he was a bit more aggressive. Yeah, give him a chance. If not, he, he know we'll have to move him on. We don't know until, until he plays. A... This is the thing, though. Players like Van der Beek, they're never going to get a game of run of three, four games. I think to find your rhythm and play your game, you need at least three games minimum in a, on a shot. He ain't going to probably get that. I'm um, in the big games. It has to be Casemiro, Fred, Ericsson. Interesting, okay? It's naive to go with Bruno and Ericsson at Anfield, for example. I agree with that. Agree. I think Baines would agree with that as well. Fixture mm-hmm. proof, you, you can't do that. Casemiro, Ericsson, and then Fred or Sancho. Um, you've wanted Sancho in the number 10 role. Mm-hmm. You've said that, Baines. You're the first one that said that to me. I'd like to see Casemiro, Fred, and Ericsson or Bruno. So, yeah, Fred's not really getting a look in at all, you know. It's, like, really interesting. He's been shunned out since that Brentford game. But it's understandable, um, though. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't good. Yeah, no, no, no but shame, it's like, like, where does he fit in? Mm. As I always say, look at what the tenor wants. Where does er- uh, Fred fit in? Yeah. Because can he do that ball progression role that Ericsson does? No. Mm. Is he good enough to do that role that Casemiro is going to do right or doing right now? The answer is No. That's true. And you're not yeah. playing him as a 10, are you? Like, we saw that one game that he played as 10. Yeah, One of true. the worst performances I've seen. Mm, mm. 
Yeah, that and was. Like, has, it, has it impacted? I like Fred coming on. Yeah, yeah, Red very, very good impact. Music, that's that's his best role. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? It's his impact, and it's funny because obviously against the best teams like the Man City's, uh, Arsenal's, Liverpool's, you'll think right. That's probably a game you wouldn't maybe want to play, Fred, because you think mm. he gives away the ball sometimes and stuff. But I feel like in the games against the big six, that's where he thrives mm. because he has that unique profile of winning the ball back on, and, and, and you know, being tenacious and stuff. So as an impact player in the, in the top six game, I actually agree with you, Baines. I think he's one of the most important subs when it comes to sort of 70th minute. He just mm. he just seems to give you something and he comes like, You always want Fred in the squad. Yeah, like, you do. I still like him as a squad player, but I'm just like, as a starter... I still have my reservation kind of thing in it. Massive mm. reservations. I think um, we'll talk about it obviously on Wednesday show, but I think there'll be a few changes on Thursday, which we'll definitely touch on. Guys, I am on Statman show tomorrow as well. I don't know, you know. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll save that for tomorrow. We'll mm. save that for tomorrow. Well, I'm on Statman's channel tomorrow, guys, at um, five o'clock. So make sure you do subscribe to Statman down below. Blue link right there. Um, if the system is aggressive and flowing, passive players can also shine. Fred can be a box to box. That's his best role anyway, 100%. Mm. Uh, Bruno, big up DK. Bruno is such a net negative. All he does is just run around. We can utilize Fred like Valverde, how he plays in cameos. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Even though Valverde's a, a lot better. Now. Yeah, he's become a main starter now. Yeah. yeah. And people need to understand that Donny is a Romditor and needs to be played as one. Barbunas, until we become a heavy position based side, I just don't know where he can really do that role kind of thing, innit? Mm, mm, mm. Now imagine, for example, like Thomas Muller. The best in that uh, role kind of best thing. Best one-touch player you will ever see from Yeah, but you would die at United. Yeah. Actually, die is a strong word kind of thing, isn't it? Like, it won't be that bad, but I'm just saying, like, you're not going to get the same Thomas Muller. Yeah, no way. No way. You know Thomas Muller's got the second most assists in history? Huh? Yeah, I think it's Thomas Muller now, yeah. What, in world football? Yeah. Oh, I think, I think, I think it's that. Messi first, I think Dennis Muller, then I think it's Suarez. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, that's mad. He just he's missed the right place, right time. Was it, that is literally yeah, made it for real being in the right yeah. place, right time. That's mental. Um, we're gonna wrap it up there because we've done an hour, and I know I've got a stream of Baines tomorrow, so we don't want to talk about everything, guys. But if you just locked in, like I said, it'll be on Spotify tomorrow. We've touched on Ronaldo, the win yesterday, Varan's importance coming on, Dallo and Ericsson up and down. Bruno Fernandez. We've talked about quite a lot actually. So I'm gonna what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna try and go back and put clips in so you guys know what minutes are for the for the most important talking points. But yeah, Baines, is there anything you want to plug? Nah, just go done it all in it. Yeah, man. Subscribe to the channel on his way to 6k. Never a foul as well. Our other channel was literally under 10 before 5k. The growth has been mad in the last week. So thank you ever so much for the support on that one as well. Um, but yeah, guys, make sure you like this video. Make sure you subscribe. Like I said, big up um, the Football Social as well for obviously having us on their platform. This will be on Spotify tomorrow. And um, everyone, have a blessed one. Um, and then, um, yeah, we'll have some banter tomorrow because Baines and Hadge are locking horns in FPL. But I'm not going to give away who's um, top of the league. We might give you a little, <laughs> a little sneak preview tomorrow. <laughs> big up, guys. <laughs>